0: And pre-recorded this is the red ticket blues podcast i am brian buckley this is being recorded on april 2nd 2020 in the year of our lord to hit the internet's that very next day high decibels low decibels uh you can listen to the show on itunes TuneIn radio stitcher google play youtube podbean everywhere on twitter at brian 13 and at red ticket blues so, uh, folks, I don't, I don't know another way to say it. This is quarantine life. This, this is what we want. I mean, unless you're one of those like brain dead Southern states where they're, you know, they're, they're, they're pushing you towards that. But, uh, you know, most of the civilized world, um, civilized country, well, civilized world. You see the Filipino president says, listen, if you're going to, uh, not listen to the lockdown, to the quarantine, we will shoot you, which I you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know, it's, it's, what's his name? Durante? He, uh, you know, that, that, that's par for the course there. You know, we're killing drug dealers. I'd kill my own son if he was a drug dealer. So, and we're going to shoot people, which, you know, with the stupidity of some people out there, I mean, I'm not advocating the military to start shooting people. Um, but there, there are a lot of dumb people out there, man. I go, I go to the grocery store. See, We, we, uh. My wife has said this weeks ago. She was like, listen, they're lying to us about the masks. They want people. and I and I doubt she's the only one to say this. Which by the way, I've asked her to come on the podcast several times. People have enjoyed her appearances. And apparently she's too good for it now. So uh listen, I'm gonna give out her email address. Here we go. It's no, I'm not gonna do that. Um but she was saying that uh I cotton mouth real bad. I don't know what is going on here. I need some water. Hold on. Ah, there we go. We're back. No time even elapsed for you, but you know, it was a few minutes. I mean, some like Orzo pasta thing today with a ton of cheese in it. And I think that's, you know, I am not smoking weed or anything. It's just, anyways, uh what was I saying? So she's been saying this for a while. Listen, they're telling us this, this because they don't want people to hoard it. So the medical people can't have it. And they must have enough masks now. Because all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, masks in a daily life would be a good idea. We're, we're advising that. It's just like, people are still not listening to that today. I, I went to the grocery store earlier. I'd say... Less than 20% of the people had, there had masks or gloves. And if we're going to take away the Asian population, which we know, wear masks a lot anyways, I'd say it was about 10%. And I was one of them. I mean, I looked like the invisible man there. I had the sunglasses. I had a baseball hat down low. I had the mask. I had gloves. I, I looked like You know, and this is where it's come to me, honestly. I started thinking about this. Because my wife is a little uh, more aggressive with the... Uh, The, um, you know, guarding themselves from this virus, this unknown and this unseen enemy. You like that? Unseen enemy. That's pretty good, huh? Uh, she's way more aggressive about this. And I was so reluctant. I'll go to the store. I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to put this mask on. People are going to look at me like I'm some sort of freak or some jackass. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want this virus. I don't want COVID-19. And you know what? These unknown or, you know, nameless assholes I see at the store, like I do all the time outside of COVID-19. Uh, I don't care. Like, they're not gonna be there when I'm, feel like shit, laying down and pounding Gatorade and hoping I don't need a respirator. They're not gonna be there. They're not gonna be there going, oh god, remember when he wore the mask? So I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm doing that now. And unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess it depends on who you wanna talk to, I have grown an amazing mustache. It is really beautiful. It's been described as a perv stash, a porn stash, 1980s Mexican drug lord. And spoiler alert, you're all right. You're all right. You all, you, Put it th- let me let me describe it this way. School is not in session right now, and I live right across the street from a school. Not right across, but basically across the street from a school. But if school were in session, I would get no due process, nothing. I would immediately not be allowed within 150 yards of that place. It's that, I was going to say it's that amazing, but if you actually put that in real life, that's not an amazing thing, Brian. That's what we call an a pedophile. That's not amazing, but I think my visual uh, to people that know that that is not my intent. Okay, Brian, we don't need to... It's amazing, all right? Uh, I thought I was going to have to shave it because we're going to have a meeting tomorrow uh, via whatever. And I hate working from home. I, God, I can't stand it. I really, I don't know how, listen, maybe some of your places that you work for have it set up better, you know, before all this. I don't like it. I don't like being home to do it. And it's funny, you know, I, I, what I wouldn't give to sit in traffic on the way to Sacramento. What I wouldn't, what I wouldn't give to just sit on I-80 and stare at, at taillights. My God, I hate it so much. That's the life we live, folks. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, this is quarantine life. This is something we've never gone through. Um, And I know a lot of people are, uh, a lot of people have mixed emotions. I know I'm trying to be as jovial and, uh, you know, not happy, but lighthearted about it all. Because I feel like if you're not that way, you're going to mire into depression. You're going to drink a lot. You're going to not take care of yourself. And it's going to be bad. Because I got a feeling, I got a feeling, folks, we're staying in here till, uh, I'd say at least middle of May. I think we got about a month and a half of, uh, shelter in place, quarantine, whatever dumb thing your, your, your governor wants to say. And I don't really know the intricacies of each one, but, uh, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we, I, I at least plan for that. And, you know, uh. Well, it's not really a great transition here, but what we're drinking today is, uh, I don't know if I've drank this, I don't know if I've drank this on a podcast before, I also don't know if I've drank this in general, which maybe my mind is going. Is that another part of uh, COVID-19? Chinese flu? Why, why can't I say it? Why can't I say it? That's like, it's like a, <laughs> it's like the white people that want to be like, it's, <laughs> why can't I say Chinese flu? Why, why can why I say, why can't I say Wuhan flu? Why? Why not? It's like the white people that say like. Oh, I can't hear these black guys saying it, you know, saying the N-word in songs all the time. They get to say it. why can't I say it? It's like, why do you want to say it so bad? Why do you want to say Chinese flu so bad? I mean, yeah, I came from China, and historically, if we want to call it that, okay. But, like, some people are really, really into that. On my deathbed, sitting there, gasping for air. Chinese flu! Take that, libs! So we're drinking a uh, a blue note. Blue Nail Brewery, which is a uh, local brewery here. It's a New England IPA. It's called DJ Hazy Jeff. That has a cool little uh, picture on it. I feel like I have drank this before on the podcast, actually. It's all right. It's not that great, honestly. It has a cooler picture than beer. Uh, the beer taste itself. I mean, it's still good. Don't get me wrong. It is good. I made some beer this weekend. And uh, the yeast was a bit much. It exploded overnight. Went all over everywhere. I came. I, I walked downstairs Saturday morning, and I said, "You know, Sunday morning I smelled beer." I said, "Oh shit, that's not good." I walked in there, looking like a pile of shit all over the ground, just foamy, gross, just piles of, blech. gross. Uh, but like I said, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be stuck in here for a while. We're gonna be stuck, and I'll tell you this. You know, on the sports front, there's a lot of people that can't seem to accept the gravity of COVID-19 or the, you know, how big this thing is and, you know, how it does alter life. I, I think people are just like, oh, well, I got to stay in for a while. And then after that, it's smooth sailing. No shithead. It's not like that. You know, I see these baseball writers and I know, I know it's their job, but they're they're such jock sniffing losers. They, I mean, they, they, they're constantly talking about this. Well, I've devised a plan where we could start June 1st. We could do this like shithead. That's what I'm going to continue to call them. Then. It's over there, there. I would be shocked if there are games this year. I'll tell you this. There's not a chance in hell. A fan is attending a baseball game this year. That's over. That is not happening. And then I see like, you know, Joel Sherman or, or John Heyman. Say, oh, well, if you, if you look at this, no, stop, stop. Okay, great. You saw Cal Ripken walking out of a shower without a towel. Now you're going to live in this fantasy world, even more so, where, where you just want to like construct this sort of playground that, that's that, how baseball is going to be played. It's not happening. It's not. Think about if they bring, they can't, I mean, come on, we're walking around with masks in the world and you're going to fit 50,000 people in the same stadium. That's ridiculous. Even the players, so let's just go best case scenario here. Okay, players, all right, well, uh, we're just going to have uh, no fans, which should be just amazing, you know? I mean, the, the energy when Glaver Torres gets a go-ahead double with no fans there is going to be, wow, oh, man, that's going to be something. But just wait for one of them to test positive. They got to shut the whole thing down again. The NBA did it with Rudy, go- Rudy Gobert. One player tested positive for coronavirus. One, and they shut the whole league down. And he's not even that great of an offensive player. I mean, seriously. Ugh. But I mean, think about that, though. One player, and then they shut it all down again. You're going to start it up to shut it down. It's not happening. It's not. that you Now, I might be wrong. I will guarantee you, no fan. If you have tickets for this year, you're getting a refund because the games aren't happening. You are not allowed entrance. It's not happening. Did you mention it's not happening, Brian? Did you mention that at all? But I see that baseball, Rob Manfred, I mean... Well, he he's continued to hold on because baseball, to all the sports, has been so hopelessly optimistic. I mean, basketball's kind of been like, you know, we're we're going to monitor it, and baseball's like, yeah, yeah, we're we monitoring it by the day. And football? I mean, what about football? Will we be ready for football? Are you ready for some football? A Monday night party? Um, I don't. I that's up in the air too. I mean, I know one of our leading scientists, that happens to be the president, said that uh, you know this thing would die off with the heat, except for all the hot countries in the world where it's currently present. I, yikes, those football stadiums are sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 people. Because this shit is not, you see, we're all in shelter in place right now. All right. So all these people are getting this shit. All these people are dying. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to go down. It's going to go low. And then everyone's going to go, all right, back to life, back to normal. And then it's going to peak again. And then what do we do? Do we all shelter in place if the numbers go crazy again? The, you, you, this goes to show you how little faith you have in the government. Now, are they supposed to be, you know, have a magic wand to make everything better? No, I guess not. And I don't, this isn't a Trump thing. I'm just saying, you know, we look at the government to take care of us. This is why we give them so much of our money. And then they kind of just, you know, they're just listening to anybody. Unless it's Dr. Fauci, which apparently now uh, he's, get, he's actually getting death threats. He has to have a security team with him now. And I imagine this is from, I, I have to imagine, this is from some brain-dead Trump fans. They're not all brain-dead. I've said this a thousand times, but I mean... Think about how much you have to worship somebody to then threaten a scientist because he's using data to give a, a, i was hey a, a hypothesis that might be different from someone who's put no effort into it and is a moron. I, I that's that's the level we're at right now. But back to Rob Manfred for a second, he really uh really stirred some feathers, as they say. Um, says that even uh, A.J. Hinch and, or or. J- Jed Apatow? What's his name? Luffow? Whatever. Uh, The the Houston Astro guys, their suspension is right now. So those guys, they're going to be free to come back into baseball, even if the season's canceled, so that will be their year. Now, I don't think A.J. Hinch is going to get a job in baseball anyways, and I don't think that GM is either. But it's the principle of it. The principle of the idea that these guys didn't actually really take a penalty. They sat out and did nothing, just like everyone else. You see, speaking of uh, just... Well, not doing anything. That's that's not what I mean. Masahiro Tanaka said, nah, I'm good. I do not need a Governor Ron DeSantis and his idiotic, uh, you know, shelter in place stuff. He's saying, I'm I'm, I'm leaving Florida. I'm going to Japan. I don't blame him. Get the hell out of here. uh, What's his name? Brendan Kuti from uh, NJ.com. Is that what he writes? Made it out to seem as if he was like making like a girly man that he was scared of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 nobody's scared. We're We're all just living in our homes and not leaving. Yeah, okay. Another shitty Yankee beat writer. He tries to be the cool young one, though. But guess what? He's not. He might be young, but he's not cool. And his beard sucks, and it's not nearly as good as my mustache. And speaking of baseball, um, terrible segue there because I had to pause it and have some beer. Speaking of baseball, yeah, Brent, you were just doing it like a second ago. And masks in the world. I was talking to my dad today and I was like, I I can't wait for, you know, the sports leagues and sports teams and whatnot to market some of these masks. And he goes, no, the Yankees have done that. And I'm just like, that's not shocking. So they donated masks. No Yankee uh, logo on there. Interlocking NY. No number. uh, Number on the back. No name, of course. Um, But they're going to be wearing those with pinstripes on them. (laughs) The Yankees will market anything until the end of times. Get your bunker shelter. It's bunker shelter day at the stadium. Come on out to the stadium and get your pinstripe mask. Avoid COVID-19 while watching the Kansas City Royals this Saturday. Jeremy Guthrie. Jeremy Guthrie. But they're shameless, um, uh, which shouldn't be shocking. And, and I, I think I was talking about this like weeks ago. Everything, including these these leagues, I, I, I heard, well, somebody, I didn't actually hear it. But everything's going to be so much more expensive. Everything, drinks, you name it. Ticket prices. These people have to make up money. And I and I follow this guy on Twitter. He doesn't really talk to anyone. He just kind of states his opinion on everything. And what I mean, it's like running narrations. Rigolo, Riglo, R-I-G-L-O. Uh, just interesting stuff. Um, definitely stuff I wouldn't be listening to or watching. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be sports related, but this happens to me. It says listening to Buster Olney on Michael Kay's today. Here, some teams could lose $100 million if no season is played. Free agency is going to be terrible for these players in the winter. The financial landscape for baseball is going to completely change. And they said with similar situations in the past with downturns and, and in terms of financial, uh, you know, not success, but uh, spiraling downward. Downturns, spiraling downward. That's, uh, boy, uh, It's pretty loquacious there. Some teams sold off their best players. So watch for massive. I would imagine the Marlins might sell their entire team for, you know, a bag of coins or something like that in these situations. But that's going to be very interesting going forward. And again, it's all these people that are just going to, you know, service time that will then become free agents. Like Mookie Betts is a Los Angeles Dodger. If this season is played, he may never play one game for them. And he will then probably be playing right field for the Yankees when they get rid of Aaron Judge. Ooh, ouch. Gun to your head. I don't care how much you love Aaron Judge. If someone said, you can have this man for the rest of his career or this man, you're going to choose Mookie Betts. So let's not play stupid with this. Aaron Judge is an injury waiting to happen every day. He's too big. I feel a little better if he wasn't playing the outfield. I said it from day one. That dude should not be playing the outfield. Because even if he's trying to just do a little dive, he's going to hurt himself. He's a enormous human being. Enormous human beings like that do not play the outfield. It's just, it's not. Tell me another huge human being like that that plays the outfield. Just give me one. At Red Ticket Blues. At Brian Buck 13 Just say it. You don't even need to reference. Just, just say a name. Yeah, just do that. And everyone else will be very confused. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Speaking of baseball, um, Alex Rodriguez, uh, you know, we... Listen, he he's 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 tried to help everyone out during all this, even though A Rod and J Lo are uh, A Rod and J Lo, Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez are just egotistical maniacs. They really are. Some of the content they produce on social media, which Brian, you don't have to watch if you don't like it. I am a slave for punishment. Um, so it, that's why I follow him on Instagram. Are you kidding me? I just I watch all his videos. Not all of them, but I watch a lot of them. I just, oh, I, he's so smug. I hate him. They were out today, today in Miami, ignoring a quarantine, ignoring shelter in place and going to a gym. Like these people that are worth probably close to a billion dollars don't have a home gym. It's probably create more content. Oh, Alex, he is, he is a psychopath. He does. He needs to be stopped. So you just, have, okay. that That's a, you know, you need a little Alex Rodriguez in the podcast, but we'll move on from that. Uh, what else do I want? So uh, let's stay in baseball here for another second here. Um. In in you know with the season most likely ending, and, and I see these these social media, the, these 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 affiliated accounts for these sports, they are struggling for content. It's like who would you rather have? Uh, you know, Ron Gant or uh, you know. Uh, you know, Gary, do you start seeing, you know, just like, what, what, what are we doing here? Uh, they're playing. And I was talking to a few people about this on Twitter. Why are they playing these games, these classic games? This goes for all sports. Why are you doing this? Because honestly, if I wanted to watch all of that stuff, I could just go on YouTube and do it. That's what I do when I have a few drinks. And my wife doesn't want to listen to me anymore. Oh yeah, bro. That game. Oh yeah. There it goes. Gone. Oh boy. Those are the days, huh? No, that, that was quite the team. Oh, boy. I can do that any time I want. And and honestly, I'm watching the last, I'm watching that one play. Do you think I'm watching, like, Game 7, 2003, ALCS? Do you think I'm watching that from, like, eh, maybe it's a Game 7, it's a little different. But I still probably wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it. But, I mean, you're going to watch it for the first inning on? Don't do that. You know what's going to happen, too. And again, if you want to relive those moments, they're on YouTube. You know what these things need to do. All these, maybe not the League stuff, because that might be a little tough to find, but at least these regional ones, like Yes or Nessen, they need to just play like a random game. I'm talking, you know, uh, know, um, June 4th, uh, 2002. I want to see that game. The game wasn't important. I don't know what happened. It's just normalcy. It's a game playing like any other game. You know that that's that's all they need to do. Who cares? Who cares if none of this makes sense? You know, who cares if you don't know every player on the team? You remember them? I mean, it's not like oh, who do they have in the bullpen in two thousand two? Oh shit, yeah. I mean, like, I I just don't understand why they're doing. I th- I would love it. What I like, and I said this. I would what I wouldn't give to hear some banter from from John and Susan in like two thousand two. I don't know why I keep cho- choosing two thousand nineteen ninety seven. A random game in, you know, to Seattle, where they're just talking. You know, it's just dumb, dumb things. I, I don't know. That, that's what makes me feel more comfortable. I don't understand why they don't do it. And uh, one of the great fr- our friends here, Pulos, on Twitter, he said something like, he's been t- <laughs> he's been emailing Yes for years to put on old games with Rizzuto to introduce to a new audience. And he's right. He's absolutely right. And I said, you ever get a response? Never. They probably burned his email and have surveillance outside his house to actually defy something Yes has ever done wrong. I had the weirdest dream last night too. I don't know what the dream was about. But I picked up the phone. And I was going to call Phil Rizzuto. And it was in current time. And I called. And then as soon as someone picked up. I was like, shit, Phil Rizzuto's dead. And I was like, is Phil there? And someone's like, is this a joke? And I was like, is Cora there? <laughs> Which is his wife. And the only reason he knows that. Because he would talk about her on the broadcast all the time. Like, she's dead too. And I'm like, okay, shoot. Sorry about that. And that's all I remember about the dream. So, Clearly, my mind has not been stimulated much, uh, in this quarantine. I'm thinking about calling Phil Rizzuto, dead Phil Rizzuto, and his dead wife. So, uh, that's where we're going. That's where this podcast is leading you. God knows what I'll talk about next episode. I mean, those are the dreams I'm having. You know, I have a dream like, oh man, I did this or did that or lost loves and all that. You know, it just, no, no, I'm I'm calling Phil Rizzuto. Yep. That's, that's, uh, I'm calling Phil Rizzuto. I don't even know what I was going to say. I'm just going to say something. Who knows? Woo! There we go. So, mustaches calling Phil Rizzuto in my dreams. Going to good places here. I like it. I like it, folks. Would well, to take up my time, too? I mean, Netflix has done what they do so well. And they get a, a, like, a limited docuseries that really isn't that good. But it's so out there and strange that everyone is talking about it nonstop. And people can't stop talking about it, which is the same thing as people talking about it nonstop. And then in like a week or two, it just goes away. Like COVID-19, it'll just go away. Goodbye. It's like 15. It'll just poof disappear. It'll just go away. And right now that's Tiger King. So I have seen Tiger King all the way through. Um, it's about as white trash as you can get. Uh, I mean, you're, you're mixing what? South Carolina, Florida, Oklahoma, the exotic pet or exotic zoo, uh, genre. And just some of the filthiest human beings you've ever seen in your life. I mean, Joe exotic is, uh, he's something else, man. It, it's, I thought it was an interesting documentary, but if you're been, if you've been listening to all the hype about it and then you watch it, you're going to be disappointed because it's not that great. It's just like, it, it, but they've, they've, they're very good with this. They did this with, uh, don't fuck with cats. They did this with making a murder, which I guess people talked about more than like two weeks, which I still think Stephen Avery and uh, that uh, what his, his nephew did it. Uh, I don't care what a documentary tells me. Um, I know everyone came out of there and all of a sudden they thought they were, I don't know. Third Marshall or something. You know, and when he was in his twenties, like leading these like you know, vigilante courtroom scenes or Atticus Finch or something, it's like, no, 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 that's not happening. Um, they, they're, they're guilty. They're very, very guilty in my opinion, but, uh, we can have a making a murder podcast some other day, but Netflix has cornered that market for sure. So that that's kept me interested. I don't know what else anyone else is watching. Uh, when I just start to how to set up something with drugs, something, uh, it just came out yesterday, how to set up a drug thing, basically about like these chemists in Boston and Massachusetts that were just like screwing people over in court cases and whatnot. Cause they are drug addicts and egomaniacs. See the first two episodes, pretty good. Seen, I I have seen seen. What is this? Come on, give me a break. Get better than that, Brian. You're not some brain dead yokel from the south, still going to the beach or church or any other place people are. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, what else? Been watching Shit's Creek on Netflix, which I know has been out forever. Yeah, it's all right. It's uh, it definitely passes the time. I wanna watch Narcos. I've I've been I've been in love with the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if I talked about it last week. If I did, I apologize. So tune off the next thirty seconds. I I, I can do without the, the the uh you know, the MMA stuff, but dude just great. listen to I, I think I talked about this last week how this guy said No, I didn't. This guy this DEA guy or border patrol agent, he said that shit is so bad in Mexico right now, this guest so bad that within five years there's going to be a civil war and we are going to have boots on the ground there because the cartels are going to be so strong yes but the joe rogan experience again it's probably the most popular podcast in the entire world but i just found out about it apparently uh i've been enjoying listening to that yeah so i've been wanting to get back to narcos hbo is free now i read so hbo is free uh so just do some searches for that and so sirius xm right now so if you guys want to take advantage of that um, promo code Red Ticket Blues. Uh, there's no promo code, but those two things are free. So again, I'm not watching these games. Oh, look! It's this game that I've seen the highlight for every like every sporting event when they do like the promo. It's like, hey, this is the championship series. Let's look back at some of them in the past. It's like I don't need to watch a whole game to know what's going to happen at the end because I see it all the time. This is unnecessary. You don't need to do this. But I mean, if you really want to fill the time, you got LeBron James. Who, uh, talk about a guy who's so removed from reality, and you know, that shouldn't be shocking. He's borderline a billionaire, probably. But what did he tweet? He first, he was uh lifting weights a week ago and just recording himself, which I mean, we all needed to see that, but you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, he's 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 King James, so he can do what he wants, but he he tweeted this out today. Uh, let's see, let's get to this. Thinking about maybe sitting down and breaking down some of my most memorable games and moments of my career. Maybe IG live it or just film it and hold on to it for another time. So LeBron James, which these athletes, a lot of them are very stir crazy, you can tell. Uh you got Jamal Murray getting a BJ from his wife. Uh oops, whoops, uh, I put that on I put that on the internet. I didn't mean that. You got Pete Alonso clapping back at fans. <laughs> There's a group of San Diego Padre fans that apparently this joke's been going on forever. They've accused Pete Alonso, the Mets rookie uh first baseman, that he is an ISIS. And they make these hysterically terrible uh photoshops and I mean they're they're pretty hardcore about it. So and Pete clapped back, and he was not happy. And it was—I uh, said—clap back twice now, uh, but it was you know, I, it, everyone's a little testy. We'll put it that way. Uh, but LeBron James is essentially telling us: Listen, to keep the peace in the world, I'm gonna get a—I'm gonna get a camera, and I'm gonna go in front of my—I imagine—just enormous television, and I'm gonna play my highlights, the great things I've done, and I'm gonna narrate that. And critique it and point out things about how great I am. Like, I I know we're in uncharted territory here with this quarantine, people's activities and whatnot. But that is one of the most self-absorbent things I've ever seen heard in my life. I am going to so essentially it would be this. Uh, so yeah, I mean, pff, wow, look at that. I mean, that's I I can't believe I did that. You know, I mean, look look, look at the way I did that. Wow. You can't teach that, by the way. And look, look, I just went right around him there, <laughs> man. I scored that many points that game. It didn't feel like it. It's just like, are you kidding me? That that's that's an ego, ladies and gentlemen. That's an ego. Look how great I am. Yeah, who who would have thought that I could have made it that far and did that? Look at that. Look at that. Oh man, I can't believe I scored fifty that night. Wow, didn't even feel like anything, man man I love you guys though you guys are great fans, but hey let me tell you again how great I am. oh God. LeBron, LeBron LeBron. Well, what can you say about LeBron? <laughs> and we will have the um, the Bulls documentary so they have the 30 for 30 on ESPN with the Chicago Bulls in the late 90s. 10 part series. they are making this thing out to be bigger than the Godfather one and two. Uh, so if this is anything short of that, it is going to be severely disappointing the way that they have hyped this and awful announcing for whatever reason is obsessed with this thing. There's nonstop talking about it, which, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and you'll know, get mad at these people, but you know, I know there's, uh, there's just not a lot to talk about. <laughs> there really isn't. Uh, So this is going to be something, and it is going to be one of those things because there's nothing to talk about that people are going to dissect, debate, and talk nonstop about that Bulls documentary. I think it starts April 17th or April 18th. I mean, the commentary on that thing from everyone is going to be – they're going to make that thing out. Uh, I already went Godfather. How much am I going to – how much bigger am I going to get there? I don't think there is is any bigger than Godfather 1 and 2 together. I mean, that that's a, that's a runaway freight train. But who knows when this will end? You know, we get, we get, uh, we get, we get, we get a lot of messages, you know, we got Francesa, by the way, Mike Francesa comes back to us, come back to, comes back to us on a national level, you know, going off on, uh, notice he doesn't say the name Trump, which Mike is, uh, Mike is such a bootlicker, it's pathetic. You know, he's met Donald Trump a few times, so he thinks that they have some sort of, like, you know, secret kinship. So he has to... And I'm sure Mike votes Republican way before um, Donald Trump anyways. But it's so weird. So he went off and off and crazy about him. And, and I also think Mike's losing his mind. He's uh, he's saying that we need to get the... He's been saying the military needs to be involved nonstop. And they need to be testing everyone. And I... I I just don't understand what any of that would do. Um, and he's screaming about it and yelling about it on Twitter. And I, I, I said this on Twitter. I think that, you know, Mike is realizing that he's not that important anymore. And what I mean by that is he can't control the situation. He's yelling about things and they aren't happening. His health is, you know, listen. He's he's a big fat slob. He's over sixty something. And uh, I'm sure, again, I I've talked about this last week. I'm, I'm sure he has diabetes and other underlying medical conditions that are just, you know, not good. So he's probably scared. And I'm sure he sees he's always thought of himself as some sort of shrewd stock trader. And I'm sure his portfolio looks like everyone's everyone else's. And that is, you know, that is just a bloody mess. Um, so I think Mike is a bit scared right now. And I also don't think he's getting out of the house. So I think he's maybe saving his urine, growing his... Well, he's not growing his hair, but probably saving his urine. And uh, you know everything Howard Hughes did. So Mike, what does he do? So Funhouse, we all know Funhouse. So Mike uh, went off on this. Funhouse captured it, put it on Twitter. It got like over 2 million views. You had Soledad O'Brien. You got David Axelrod. You you got uh, The Mooch. Um, commenting on this. I mean, it got so many. And what does Mike do? Mike comes out today and says, uh, guess what? You know, this shows you how clueless he is. So clueless. His only relevancy is Funhouse. And says, no one owns the rights to those. And we're going to do something we should have done a long time ago. And that's done. So if you use this in the future, you're going to get a call from the lawyers. Mike, do you realize no one's ever going to hear your voice ever again? Never. It's over. It's done. It goes to show you how Mike and, and Intercom and WFAN, which you see that they're laying people off. They're getting rid of people. They're cutting salaries. They're giving people golden handshakes. You know, FAN is on the ropes. And so sports radio. I, I, I think that people of my generation have kind of moved on from that. I need sports in my life nonstop. I mean, those people are always going to exist, but like the people that need to listen to FAN all the time, there's too many outlets. Now there's podcasts. There's, there's, there's satellite radio. There's, there's, there's other things, you know what I mean? It's, it's I'm more so podcasts, but in this newer generation, they're just not into sports as much. WFAN is, is on the ropes here. I think they were on the ropes beforehand. But I think now with this pandemic, with COVID-19, why can't I call it the Chinese virus? Um, <laughs> I saw that thing. He's not doing it anymore. Which again, I, I, I know I said it. You want to look back in the history books 50 years from now and call it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus, go for it. But like, in the meantime, you are going to get Asian people killed by continuing to say that. Do not underestimate how stupid people are. And, you know, I, I know people, I'm not a religious person. I know people, how much they value church and whatnot. You got to, you got to stop going to church. This this. They're going to continue doing this and get ready for Easter. And it's not just the South. It's going to be all over this country. People are going to be having church on Easter because we all know Easter's, Easter's the biggest, the biggest, uh, I don't know, Christian Catholic. I don't know which way I know they're, I know they're different. I get it. I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm confirmed. Um, But uh, Easter is obviously the biggest uh, day in the calendar. You know, anyone could be born. That's Christmas. How many people were resurrected? Think about that. Huh? They pulled back the rock. (laughs) That is a go-to line of mine. And the townspeople came, they pulled back the rock, and there was nothing there. I don't remember what happened next. I did not pay attention in CC Day. Um, where was I going with this? I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, right. Fun house. That's right. Um... No oh boy. Let's see. Francesca sub. Oh geez. he's talking about Funhouse. This just came down eight minutes ago. So what Funhouse? What I was going to get to. So what Funhouse was trying to do? He was trying to get people to unfollow Mike because someone's like, would it be funny if the uh, if the um, you know parody account of Mike had more followers than than Mike himself? So Funhouse is. I mean, Funhouse being a little petty here, in my opinion, but he's he's trying to get people, to, Mike, to lose followers, and Mike. Is losing followers. I think he's probably lost over a thousand followers tonight because Funhouse has been telling people to do this. So Mike has actually, uh, what they say is, uh, subtweeted Funhouse and has requested his identity be shown. <laughs> so Mike just tweeted here, eight thirty two, is that we eleven thirty to April second. Uh, the unknown obsessive nut who can no longer abuse my audio is asking people to unfollow me. It may be time to reveal his identity. <laughs> Oh, so... Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't read that correctly. So he supposedly has Funhouse's identity. Interesting. That's totally Monzo, by the way, who apparently hates me big time, uh, I guess, because I've heard from a few sources that uh, they've seen him in real life, and I guess he's had some very nasty things to say about me uh, as I have not liked or or I've been critical of Mike 2.0. We'll put it that way. I've never revealed that in the podcast before, and I won't reveal uh, everything, but... uh, Wow. Um Yeah, I've actually seen a picture um of someone who supposedly is Funhouse. I am not going to give that out to anyone, but uh plenty of people have it anyways. What is he saying now? We're doing this live here. Live we'll and pre-recorded. Um I just want to see if Funhouse has responded to that. It might be time to ship oh, this is so, this, this, think about this world I'm talking about right now. We're talking about Mike Francis, a big fat loser has been guy who talks about sports on the radio. And we're talking about the guy who spends non- his entire life following that said man. And I'm watching this like days of our lives right now. I'm watching this as this sort is of Telenova, Telenova novella, Jesus, Telenova. Oh, funhouse pushing back. Because he has been blocked by Mike So he has a picture of that tweet I just said Do what you gotta do, bully And then the fist pump Wow This is uh, Funhouse does not like getting criticized from people either um, it's, it's very uh, Although, I, you know what I gotta say Oh, he's lost two, Mike has lost 2,000 followers After Funhouse has started this So how many followers does Funhouse have? 97.K Alright, so he's, Mike's still got 30,000 more But, uh, God, that's, uh, I don't know. You know, you grow up and you feel like you're going to do all these things with your life and, uh, you know, all these things you're going to accomplish. And where do you find yourself in your late thirties? Oh, in a quarantine, talking to no one, talking about a beef with Mike Francesa and some guy on the internet that follows his every move. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be saying that at 12 years old. I didn't. I did not think this is where I'd be. I did not. But I also didn't think Donald Trump would be president. Uh, <laughs> Trump is, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I haven't even meant, I barely mentioned him in this podcast, huh? He, I, I've stopped watching the press conferences. And I'm not going to be like one of those people who say, it shouldn't be on TV. He's the president, all right? He's a lunatic. He belongs in a sane asylum. But he's the president. So the idea that he shouldn't be, on, that stuff shouldn't be on TV is ridiculous. But I stopped watching it just because it's, it's not productive, at times, it gets my anxiety going. It's just, uh, I, I again, I don't find it overall productive for me. And that tweet last week, was it last? You don't even remember the days. or And that is a, I, I will tell you this. Now, I, I know when I retire, I will be able to leave the house most likely, God willing. But you really got to make an effort to shower. Like, I, uh, I have not been, I showered today. I can't remember the last day I showered. I mean, it hasn't been like a week or anything like that, but I—I I, was it Tuesday? Was it Wednesday? Was it Monday? I don't know. Um. But the foul scent of death when I got into that shower—I wouldn't wish that upon any man or beast. But when he made that that comment uh, on Twitter about the ratings of 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 these press conferences, I don't know that 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 really kicked me off you know he's he said a lot of things that could take people off and a lot of things that people love you know we love the fuck the world stuff uh, i'm i'm this guy and i know and listen i i i laugh to cry sometimes and sometimes i do find it funny i'm not gonna lie i, I find some of it i because mean, some of these politicians that he's been criticizing through you know before the covid19 thing they deserved you know eat a little crow sometimes, have some humble pie. Yes, those are little analogies. You know, they need to be put in their place instead of just this this passive-aggressive politeness bullshit from their opponents. Sometimes they need to be made look stupid. And I kind of like that sometimes about Trump. But, you know, when he did that, it's just, it goes to show you how little he really does, not that any of these other presidents care, but how little he values what's going on right now and how people are dying and you know it goes on to Frances' ramp people dying steps away from where he grew up. They're putting people on forklifts, dead corpses. Well yeah, you get it. Corpses with a forklift into refrigerated, you know, uh trucks. Just right on the street. You know? Like to think that 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 that's something to then go to a press conference and talk about how you're number one on Facebook? Like that's not funny. It's just not. I, I just don't find any of this interesting. Um, I still think he's gonna win. I, I I don't care what you say, you can roll your eyes and say what you want. I still think he's gonna win. But uh as I was talking to someone, they mentioned he's never been this more he's never been this vulnerable. He's never been this vulnerable. And it says something about our country. Now I don't blame you know, if two hundred and fifty thousand people die of this, which is what it could possibly be, half a million, a quarter of a million people die of this. I don't want to blame that all on Donald Trump. Do I Do I blame some of those deaths? Yes. So I don't want to pick a number. But just the visual of that. Of any president. Whether they were so great or not. You're going to re-elect someone. You're going to re-elect Donald Trump after 250,000 people died in his first term. That's not his fault. I just said that. But you're going to re-elect Donald Trump. But wait, hold on, wait. The Democrats have a man with advanced dementia, though. Come on, bring him in. Oh, this way, sir. This way. Diamond Joe. This is, uh, this is quite a world. But you notice, our old friend Barack is slightly making his way back. He tweeted out the other day, and you can tell, I think that is the opening. Where he, he, you know what he says, you know what uh, Obama says about Trump, too, that it's not even about what he says about Trump. It's the lack of what he says about Trump that must piss Trump off. I don't know if it's going to keep him up at night, but it must really gnaw at him. He doesn't say Trump's name. He will not say it. And for a megalomaniac like Donald Trump, that is like getting uh, not stabbed in the back because, you know, they're not friends. I was going to make a, you know, Caesar brutish joke, but didn't really apply. It's made it even worse talking about it and explaining it. But, I think he's making his way back. He tweeted out the other day and said, Well, you know what, uh, you know, climate change, whatever, which, you know, listen, I guess we could attribute some of this to climate change, but I I, I don't know. People in China in, in Wuhan were gonna eat that stuff anyways and mix those those animal and human virus, whether there was climate change or not. Uh but I guess you want to get into it. I was reading something the other day it said it was about capitalism in China or well, not capitalism, but you know, uh commercialism, the to can my wife make more noise downstairs? Well, she's cleaning, so I guess the, I guess I shouldn't be mad. But the, the farms, um, you know, getting smaller and smaller because, of, you know, business are expanding and expanding and these wet markets have to emerge. Um, so maybe that is part of it, but I'm not going to go that far. But I have a feeling Barack Obama is going to start making his voice be known uh, in this as we get closer to election time. So the convention's pushed back. Bernie needs to get a clue once again. These Bernie people, I apologize if I said this before. Um, but you know, these Bernie people, you should be, you should want him to lose. And I know they're going to say, what, what's wrong with you? Let me spray paint you with something. I'm in Antifa, something like that. And you should want him to lose. So you just have the specter of the Bernie phenomenon. Oh, if you only would have let him run 2016, 2020, what a one instead of having him in 2020 go in there and lose. And the whole dream is shattered. Like bleeding of some Murphy's Fabergé eggs, all shattered all over the ground, shattered. He's going to start making his. He, he, you're going to see Barack Obama, and I, I thought he was going to be a little resistant to endorse uh, Biden, just because Biden is, man, you know, I, God, I'm just imagining Biden in those debates. It's going to be it's, it's. He's going to say something offensive, and what's going to and what I mean by that is Trump is going to get him all wrapped up, all wrapped up like a pretzel in so so many different ways, and he's going to get Biden to say something. Maybe, you know, maybe not offensive, but offensive in 2020. What's well, that offensive? Okay, fine. Offensive. Like, he's going he's gonna to go with this whole, and it is pretty shameful how the media is just sh- covering up any of these assaults, these sexual assaults that supposedly took place. Um, and I say supposedly because I haven't really heard much about them because they've been silenced. Listen, throw them out there, and let's talk about them. I, I, I got no issue with that. But what's going to happen is you're going to have Trump be like, "Yeah, but well, what about all these women that have come across for you?" I mean, I think what are there three, four? And then tr- and you can see Biden say something like, "Oh yeah, I only had four. How many did you have?" And it's going to be like Trump's just going to sit back with that stupid smile and be like, oh, "Oh, okay, okay, Joe. Okay, let's talk about Hunter, huh? Huh? Let's talk about Hunter. Biggest corrupt family ever, Biden crime syndicate. So he's going to get him, He's going to get him to say things." That, uh, uh, many in the democratic party would not find uh cool, put it that way, but he wants to talk to Trump. I saw that. Um, he, and I guess Trump said he will talk to him, which somebody, uh, was it Paul Lebowitz on Twitter? I, I don't have his screen name, but, uh, he, he had the great point. He just goes, you know, it's exactly gonna happen if they talk, it's gonna be very cordial. They're going to, might even be somewhat productive. They're going to talk. It's going to be friendly. Hey, good luck in uh, November, you know? I mean, listen, politics are politics. We can get through this. There's going to be some mudslinging, but you know how the game is played, Joe. Oh, you know it, Donald. All right, have a great day. And Donald's just going to walk out there and be like, ah, oh, what a loser. Oh, God, this guy, God, he didn't know where he was. I need to wake him up three times. You snore on the phone. Oh, God. Medication time much, Joe? Oh, boy. Ugh. Absolutely. That's exactly what will happen. And, and to give a shout out to uh, uh, a, a longtime listener of the podcast. He had a great quote the other day. Um, and of course, I don't have it. So I really can't tell you. Um, let's see. But Steve Andrusco. Um, and I'm, I'm actually looking at my messages here. Uh, Rudy Giuliani has still not responded to me. Because he has open direct messages. And I sent him a message on December 5th. 2019 at 1021 p.m. asking, can we kiss? Has not responded. And on December 6th, 2019. Shit, I got to take that out. Uh, December 6th, 2019 at 826. I said, can we kiss or what? I'm erect. And he has not responded. So it shows you how much of a loser he is. Uh, I can't seem to find this. But Steve Andrusco had a great comment, you know, because we were all talking about Trump and this world that we live in with Donald Trump. And you know, it's just like, I was thinking after that, that, that ratings tweet, I'm just like, what, what, why can't you just pretend to be normal here? And Steve said something to this effect of, this is who we, this is who was elected. He's a carnival barker. He's, he's, he just does this stuff. There is no other gear. It doesn't shift down or shift up in certain situations. It's pretty steady. And it's not changing for anyone, and it shouldn't shock anyone. And maybe I was just naive and stupid. I thought that it would. But no, it's the same. It's the same thing. Nothing changes. You'd, you'd think a pandemic that no one in this world has seen. And even if you did, you were 102 years old. And I'm sure you probably, excuse me, you're 102 years old now. And you're probably a small child then, don't remember it. So this is uncharted territory for everyone. And just eh, whatever we we did pretty well with the not the the Trump lack of Trump bashing, so let's let's move on from that. And I think that's that's honestly about it. Um, I think that I wanted to say, but I did want to say one last thing. That you know, I don't know if uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus has touched anyone in your life. Um, and if you know if it's happened to anyone, good, bad, you know, whatever. Uh, but do you want to give a, a a a gonna say shout out again i mean i felt dumb saying it the first time i felt like i never felt more white and in my 30s can i get a shout out uh but friend of the podcast guest on this podcast by the name of oreo mongo uh tested positive for for COVID 19 and he seems to be in good spirits he said he's feeling better um but he was on the podcast long 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 time ago and is a nice guy who i've you know, I've known through Twitter. I don't really know him. But he's always been a very, very friendly person. So wishing the best for him uh, during all this because he's a good guy. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to see more people we know have this uh, if the estimates are right. But let's try to stay positive here and stay positive for him and uh, for a speedy, speedy recovery to the Audio Mongo, who was the original funhouse of the... <laughs> How did I enter into this world? Oh, God. Before we leave here, let's let's see how this is... Uh, if any of this is uh, going anywhere here with uh, Funhouse and Mike. Oh, God. Andrew Marchand. Updated story includes end of an era. Minko is... Le- oh, that's... Oh, I thought that was the end of an era of the Funhouse thing. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, here. We'll end this very soon. I'm sorry. I just want to see if there's been any uh, more mudslinging. Um okay, so somebody said Okay. Alright. Someone has broken the rule. We also pro- Ooh. So Funhouse has gone into the Twitter um I believe this is Twitter rules and regulations. Uh, regarding private information policy and said, you may not publish or post other people's private information without their express authorization and permission. We also prohibiting threatening to expose private information or this in, incentivizing others to do so. God, imagine if Francesca got. If Imagine if Francesca got suspended from the app. He said he would never go on. And now when that is brought up, he gets angry. Imagine if he's suspended. Should we report him? No, I'm not going to do that. How many How many people need to report like a famous account to actually get them suspended? Eh, who cares. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed listening to this. And I know some of you are down. I know some of you are, you know, I don't want to say hopeless, but some people are down, man. And uh, this is a weird world we're living in. All I can say is this shall pass. We're going to get through this. And how can, can the Yankees play a doubleheader on August 2nd if they say, shut up. Just try to stay positive is all I can say. Try to lay off the booze. Don't drink every day. I know it's, listen, go on, do, hey, you want to, you want to do, how about, how about this? I challenge you everybody. who wants to learn a new language? Oh, Brian, it's too hard. I'm not learning a new language. Give me a break. Where am I ever going to use it? Fine, fine, fine. If you want to though, Duolingo, Brian Buck 13, find me on Duolingo. We'll, we'll, you'll try to challenge me. I'm trying to learn Spanish for the 107th time. This time I think it's gonna stick. It finally did with cigarettes, right? Do you have any? Do you have any cigarettes? Um so try doing something like that. Try reading. I'm still on the book that I started. I, Michael Lewis, the 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 liar's poker. I'm still there, but I'm gonna get through. This is a long podcast. I just looked at this. I could talk a lot of shit, huh? So uh everyone, thank you for so much for listening. We're gonna get through this. Like I said. So. Keep the faith, people. Positivity. With all that being said, I'm here.
1: gigs cool.